Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage, co-hosted by Katie Zutter and India Marie Paul. For our inaugural season, we'll be focusing on eight animated heroines from Walt Disney feature films. This episode, we find ourselves in the beautiful island of Kauai, where aliens invade and Nani gains a new ohana. I am very excited to get into this episode. Today, we are going to be talking about Nani. Nani is the big sister to Lilo from Lilo and Stitch, the mm-hmm. movie. And I think it is incredibly underrated. And I am so excited to talk about Nani. <laughs> yes, she's she's amazing. And I forgot how much I absolutely adored this franchise because it is a franchise. Oh, truly, truly. <laughs> There's so many It like movies. took over the early 2000s. It did. And I remember watching the series growing up and really loving all these little alien. Like they had so many cute little alien creatures because there's 600. And- oh, my gosh. Yeah. 27 of them, I think, by the end. Six, 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 two, six. Six, two, six. And then he gets six, two, seven mm-hmm. in Leroy and Stitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because there's another one after that. How did it start, Katie? How did, uh, how did all of this get going? Because it's not yeah. based on a novel or like a classic no, it, literature. It's not based off of anything, really. It's based, <laughs> they, they have this idea, a loose idea for a story that they wanted mm-hmm. to make. And actually, when they were looking at making it, they had actually looked at rural Kentucky and Kansas. Yes. As options before they landed on Hawaii. And also the original story, because this is totally based on nothing, <laughs> if that mm-hmm. makes sense, it does devolve or evolve into much more than I think its original Mm-hmm. premise. Its original premise was just an original story where this alien lives in the forest and is dealing with its own isolation. It was a, a kid's book and that's originally, it. right? I think it was Chris Sanders is the co-writer and he mm-hmm. had the... I was listening to a couple of podcasts on this because I'm falling in love with this medium <laughs> and it was a kid's book he was pitching in 1985. Mm-hmm. With Stitch in a forest yep. and no and no one picked it up. <laughs> no, because it, it didn't evolve into something that was truly brilliant until later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't from anything. It was just his yeah. own thing. Yeah. So it went through lots and lots of rewrites and manipulations. Um, mm-hmm. And the actors actually played a really big factor into this, too. Because yeah. once they decided to have it in Hawaii and they cast it and they started working on actually recording sounds and things like that, the two actors who played Nani actually... And David, Mm -hmm. I am going to butcher their names, but I'm going to attempt because I want to give them credit. Tia Carrere Carrere and Jason Scott Lee. Mm -hmm. Now that one. Um, They actually uh, went to the director and helped them rewrite a lot of their lines to make it fit the colloquialisms of Hawaii. They're Hawaiian. Yes. Nice. Yeah, they definitely had to help... Rewrite things to, th- to throw that in there to make it really feel like they were in in Hawaii. On top of that, Ohana was not a part of the story at all either when they first wrote it. That's crazy. Um, which is about. insane because that's literally the point of the story. Yes, <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> so when they finally picked Hawaii, uh, they flew out to Hawaii, scoped out locations. They landed at Kauai and specifically Hanapepe Kauai. And okay. as they were walking around this town... The tour guide, you know, in classic Hawaiian, they're they're t- referring mm-hmm. to everyone as cousins and talking mm-hmm. about Hana and everything. And the writers were very this this is something that they had not seen before. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, it's culturally very different than the mainland states, and so uh, they were very inspired by it. And actually, this tour guide and how they expressed the relationship of the community inspired the main story and main purpose of this movie which i think is very very cool i really really mm-hmm. like that they truly ran with the culture yeah in this it, movie it's really you can tell that everything is kind of influenced by hawaii with the, yes. the watercolor backgrounds it is one beautiful. of the only watercolor backgrounds it's that and dumbo mm-hmm. yes 
it's so bright and it gives it this nostalgic feel because of that. Like you just don't see it done in any of it. And something that I came across was that every alien looks like a marine life Mm -hmm. creature. Mm -hmm. Which is very ironic considering that they cannot survive in water. A lot of them cannot. Yes. It's like the island itself influenced the entire story, which is beautiful. Yes. (laughs) It was, it was, it was also the first, uh, feature-length animated film set in Hawaii. Yeah. Something specific to Nani is um, in very early screen tests, which Mm -hmm. actually on Disney Plus, if you watch the extra content from Lilo and Stitch, you can see scenes that they had to rewrite because in the early screen tests, people actually thought that Nani was the mother. Oh. And not the sister, which me as an adult watching that, even watching the original scenes, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the sister. Yeah. But, you know, for kids who haven't maybe developed that relationship yet with their siblings or maybe they don't have siblings, Mm -hmm. they may not have caught on. So I thought that was very interesting that they did have to rewrite a few things. They wanted to be very, very clear that this was a sister relationship, uh, which is very important to the story and really important to both of their characters, I think. It is very clear. So whatever they rewrote, it definitely Mm -hmm. works. And the age gap, I'm sure, is hard for some kids to understand, too, if you don't have that. Right, right. Oh, totally. Definitely recommend watching that scene because it is very cool for Lilo's development too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch that extra bonus scene, it's the bedtime story scene and it's just rewritten a little bit. But I want to keep things really specific to Nani. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of more fun facts that we can talk about later about the film. But yeah. uh, a little background on the location and just a very brief background. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, it's from Hanapepe, Kauai. On the town of Hanapepe on the island Kauai in Hawaii. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that took me a bit to like get through of like because yeah, like what's that's the, not a thing where you know, the topography like, of how Hawaii right? is built. <laughs> um, which is very interesting because if you watch the film, sometimes it shows that it's on Kauai, sometimes Gantu is like looking at it and they're on the main the big mm-hmm. island of Hawaii. It's it, it it's you know, it's a little a little wishy-washy there, mm-hmm. but it was definitely based on Hanapepe Kauai. And I I looked up their population, actually, because I wanted to see what it truly was based off of. And Mm -hmm. in 2000, there was only 2,153 people. It's like 70-some households. Wow. So, which really is shown when Nani's looking for a job because uh-huh. she knows everybody. Yeah. And knows everybody personally. Like she knows that that woman who is hard of hearing. Oh, yes. Like is hard of hearing. Like and and the hard of hearing woman knows Nani very well. Like you know. Yeah. Like, all of those things they are all they're all very close because it is such a small town. Also, I looked up the visitors of yeah. Hawaii and specifically because it is a big tourist thing and that is a that is a big topic of discussion with Hawaii in general mm-hmm. and it is something that they do show in the film is mm-hmm. it is heavily tourist uh, almost all of the jobs there are based around tourism mm-hmm. and the island of Kauai itself has in 2000 it had its 13 0.2% of its domestic and then only 4% of the international overall. And most of that, that 39% was from the U.S. West Coast. 29 was from the U.S. East Coast. So okay. like, like tons come from the United States. So yeah. I thought it was very accurately portrayed that there was a very clear visual representation of the guests on the island, if you will, were mm-hmm. all were for the most part all white, which yes. I think was a very accurate rep- representation based on the stuff that I looked up for that island. And it did make a very clear visual of the people who were native to the island, which I thought mm-hmm. they did a really good job. Something that we'll talk into later is yeah. I really love how Nani is drawn. Me still, too. She's still beautiful. <sighs> she's still young, but she is built bigger in a great way Mm -hmm. they i think they did a great job everyone's eyes has that subtle up tilt that Mm -hmm. um is very prominent throughout the islands um they did a really really great job and so i thought that divide between the tourists and the native people of hawaii and that town were very accurately represented uh represented excuse me yeah in general the drawing of everyone in it is non-traditional Disney when you think Mm -hmm. about the women in it with the men in it, like the guy with the ice cream and Lilo celebrates it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, sorry. I I love, I love the the body diversity (laughs) in this movie Mm -hmm. 
and the diversity in this movie in general because you do have mm-hmm. the the Asian woman who's when Lani's trying to get a job and you have Cobra who is black you have a main mm-hmm. Hawaiian cast mm-hmm. and then the only main character who is white is a jerk so which is Myrtle so like it's the, yep. it's just a very it's a diverse cast that I I've just forgot just how yeah how much they, they kept that they really did a great job. Big fan. Something that I'm just going to touch on is that so they still used Hawaii, which is a real place. They still use mm-hmm. Kauai, which is a real place, but they did not use the name Hanapepe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could find very little about why, but from the research that I found mm-hmm. um, is I don't think they wanted people to Google it and find mm-hmm. what was attached to it. Hanapepe in the 1920s. Well, first off, it is one of the very few islands or cities on this island that existed before plantations. Oh. This is a very, very old mm-hmm. um, community of people that has also been talked about and is known as kind of a very strong and long surviving mm-hmm. community in the 1920s, there was a massive massacre Ugh. of the town. And so it's it's when you Google that, that's the first thing that comes up. So that's the only thing I can think of that Disney didn't want to exploit it or association. Yeah. Um, I mean, the exploitation, you you already have the island name and the island's not yeah. that big. You have, you know, the location. Yeah. But I'm thinking it was that. That they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't want that connotation with it. But I don't know. Either way, the town has survived and it's beautiful. I really appreciate how strong it is as a community. And then one more thing I wanted to touch on yeah. before we get into the movie itself was I actually looked up child services in Hawaii. Yeah. Because I just I just wanted to know how accurately that was portrayed. Uh something that they don't mention in any context in the mm-hmm. film, in the TV show, anywhere, mm-hmm. is when their parents died. Yes. We do get from just everything happening, you do get that it didn't happen super recently. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't happen last month because both of them are able to function. Obviously, they're both going through their own traumas. Yeah. But it is not a fresh wound. However, it did happen. The guesstimate is within the past year. Yeah. Because Nani would not have been able to keep her if she was under a certain age and yeah. Nani is 19 in it. Mm-hmm. So probably along the lines of a year ago is when mm-hmm. this car accident happened. And in Hawaii, their top three things that they really focus on is child safety, the child's mm-hmm. well-being, and children in a long-term stable home with stable relationships. And I think that is very much depicted because when you first meet Cobra Bubbles, this is not the first social worker that Nani has run into. It is very clear (laughs) that they have been watching her for a while now. Um, And he's just, as he says later, they send him in when things are bad. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yep. (laughs) Um, So she has already dealt with it a lot. They also, I noticed that very early on in their... um, information that I found is that they are very committed to keeping any semblance of family together. They Mm -hmm. go as far as to describe like we will look up any like distant aunts and uncles removed to try and make sure that families are kept together. They try to keep people within the same villages, towns, cities, in the same communities so that people can be kept together, which is why it is not strange that Lilo's first choice and first pick of the social services was to stay with Nani. Yeah. Um, even though she was so young, it does that all completely checks out because permanent placement with relatives is the priority. And like I said, Nani is 19. Lilo is only seven. Um, yeah. But something also that I thought was interesting that they they really got this down to a T. If something is wrong, they will sometimes take the child temporarily. They give you three days to okay. clean up your act. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. In the movie. They did not take Lilo, but Cobra Bubbles did say, like, you got three days to get a job, (laughs) to get it together, to get it together. Like, you know, job, model Uh, citizen. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So that all checked out. So I I really appreciate, too, how they truly went into Mm -hmm. detail and research and really checked this all Checked all the boxes, if you will. Yeah. I thought that was very good. (laughs) Yeah. Like they actually made sure that they obviously looked up some things about it and not just writing about it. And that's something that stuck out the most to me watching it as an adult 
a lot of things stuck out to me, but that I don't know that I understood what social services were or a social worker was mm-hmm. until I saw this movie as a kid. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I had any idea. Oh, even as an adult, I didn't realize that social services was run by the states individually. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought that it was like a government, like an overall like, like a federal, government. Yeah. Thing. And no, this was I looked up the official statement of the Hawaiian Department of Services. So I've learned a lot. Well, yeah, it's such a, I mean, even just putting that in a, I mean, Disney's a huge company. And for Mm -hmm. it to release Mm -hmm. a feature film with a family that is going through social services, not just been through loss, and there's not a whole bunch of Disney movies set in today. And this is very much today. There's phones, there's consequences of today. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting else they do with family that I really appreciate Mm -hmm. is that a lot of Disney films have broken families. Yes. However, a lot of Disney films do not talk about the fact that they have broken families. I mean, look at The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. It's barely even brought up, if ever, in the first movie that their mom has passed. And, And that happens a lot. That happens a lot in the movies where it's like, oh, parents are gone. Tragedy has happened. And it's just a staple. That's just what happened. And they... Mm-hmm. But here's the story, but tragic backstory. Whereas in this one, they live it, they acknowledge it, mm-hmm. and it is a fundamental feature of the story, which yeah. helps define Nani as a character, Lilo as a character, mm-hmm. and through their relationship, Stitch as a character, uh-huh. which is and really important. I think it's really, really great and something that is very novel to Disney movies. Yeah, it's something that is actually dealing with the healing process. Because yes. before this, you have Snow White loses both of her parents because she has a step queen. Mm-hmm. And you don't really talk about it. She's nope. just sad. And then she's this like perfect little beautiful princess. And Cinderella, she loses both of her birth parents and then has the mm-hmm. evil stepmother and the godmother saves nope. her there are a mm-hmm. few of no parents oh there's of lots humans. of tragedy yeah. in disney and they and they then they don't bring it up it's usually yeah. i'm in an evil situation or or what have you whereas this it's is, magical there's something that right right this is truly just a broken family that mm-hmm. they acknowledge that they are that's healing and and yeah. they love their little broken family and by it, the end of it and they acknowledge it yes. and and they love it and something that's uh, we're kind of moving into like the movie itself, but yes, it, and we can. It, yeah, okay, good. good. I, the physical nature of this mm-hmm. family too, because Nani tackles Lilo. Lilo ends up punching Myrtle from the get go. Like there's a, also mm-hmm. this physical messy yeah. nature about them that is so real, and I feel in the way they argue, like it just it, it feels like they're not mm-hmm. trying to be clean or perfect, and I feel like. As a kid, and I think for other kids, it could be something that you actually can connect with and feel like right. you can put yourself in it, that Lilo right. is compl- very flawed, that she's trying to be better. The way they use good and evil is so, mm-hmm. like, goodness and badness levels that yes. is, it's so helpful to talk about with kids because you're like, your badness right. level is like this today. <laughs> can we can we work on it? Right, it's just a, right. it's a really productive way to talk about actions that are definitely like her her physical Lilo punching Myrtle in the face for probably yes. years she worth of teasing. <laughs> has a defiance disorder. Ooh. Yeah, she really? has a yeah, so she has so they've not confirmed that she is neurodivergent like mm-hmm. on the the spectrum. However yeah. It is widely accepted that she is. Um, yeah. She stims. She she does a lot of things that would go along with that. But um, some people have analyzed her and she has a – they both have different almost like PTSD style mm-hmm. things. And hers is – there is an aggressive disorder mm-hmm. that also happens – a lot with younger people who go through trauma. Yeah. That people have said like, yes, this, <laughs> this is what she is. <laughs> yeah. She is portraying, which is great. It's, I think Lilo is a wonderful representation of neurodivergency and everything, even though Disney hasn't come out with it. I mean, yeah. it, that's what it is. But yeah. as much as we love Lilo, this is yes. about Nani. Sorry. I really want to focus. Oh, no, no, you're good. We, we love Lilo. Yeah. Um, but I really want to focus on Nani because something that, that you had mentioned, the physicality of it, mm-hmm. this is also an incredibly realistic depiction mm-hmm. of siblings. Yes. Incredibly realistic. The, <laughs> I wrote down, I called it the sister scream. 
Yes. Um, you know, after the classic, go to your room. <sighs> I'm already in my room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is a hysterical line. But then when they both separately scream mm-hmm. into pillows, like mm-hmm. what what a sister thing to do where they both and they constantly, you know, have these ups and downs, which is such a sibling thing mm-hmm. where one minute you're yelling at each other and you're so angry because you can. There's th- there's boundaries you can kind of break with yeah. siblings that you can't with friends yeah. and parents and things, you know, yeah. whereas siblings, you can tackle them and that's OK. You can't hit Myrtle. That's not OK. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you can slam the door on Nani's head like yeah. it's a sister. It's all right. You yeah. know, <laughs> well, you see them like. Her like pretend dying on top of her. That's oh, such a what a sister thing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? It happened yesterday too. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> you it's, forgot. It's, it's so sweet, and you just see them kind of playing into each other, and you see yeah. them. You just see a full picture of family life because you yes. have the love for each other. You have mm-hmm. the screaming, and I, as an adult, I see Nani scream into that pillow, and I'm like, that's a real mood. Oh, uh-huh. Like, that's uh-huh. just a real mood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've done that before. Help me. Uh, 100%. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a relatable thing. And as a kid, you see it and have done it as a child. Oh, yeah. And the screaming <laughs> is never... They might yell at each other, but you always get the sense that it's just letting out of a frustration that has yes. absolutely nothing to do with hate towards each other. No. And they both apologize mm-hmm. in their own ways. In their own ways, they both apologize for mm-hmm. any outburst they have, which I think is incredibly important. Yep. Um, because yes, they're upset and yes, they get frustrated. But at the end of the day, they both at the beginning, less so by the end of it, they have a lot more understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. But even at the beginning, they they have at least a little bit of understanding of what the other is going through and that this may be a misunderstanding, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And it's they know, I mean, they both know that they're healing. Yeah. Like they both know it. And that's why it's so heartbreaking to see them come together. Like when they do apologize, it's beautiful, heartbreaking. Uh-huh. Like it's just, I had so many emotions watching this, even when they finally reveal about the parents. And mm-hmm. I don't think this is the full reveal yet, but you get the first hint of what actually happened when Lilo says, I liked you better as a sister than as a mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so, like, yeah, she misses having a sister. And Nani's does- like, yeah. Nani doesn't want to be a mom either. Yeah. It's like, just and they both like sister. lay back in the bed and are like, oh, yeah. like it's, they're yeah. trying to figure it out. Right. And I really appreciate Nani for a lot of reasons. I grew up as a big sister mm-hmm. as well. And my younger sibling went through a lot trying to discover themselves and mm-hmm. had a hard time doing so. And that's totally valid and fine. But I related to, to Nani a lot because it's like, she both Nani and Lilo, all of their actions from their point of view are a hundred percent correct and not in the wrong. Yep. But them together occasionally have these moments of misunderstanding, mm-hmm. you know, which makes it so realistic. And something that I really, really appreciate about Nani is she is truly doing everything. She does oh. nothing for herself. She turns yep. down, and we will talk about this later because David, I adore him as well. Yes. She turns down David who is arguably one of the best Disney men written, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which would be something for herself. Mm -hmm. She turns him down because she is giving everything she has for Mm -hmm. Lilo. And even though Lilo unintentionally wrecks every opportunity Nani has mm-hmm. <laughs> unintentionally it's it's not even you can't even blame her because she like truly yeah. doesn't know wrecks every intention she has and Nani still still validates all well not all but most of Lilo's tendencies and silliness yeah. for example a line that has been talked about in the show a lot a lot of people have mm-hmm. delved into this moment of Nani has now lost her job for like the millionth time mm-hmm. she's lost it as the waitress and comes back and Lilo in this one of those moments of her apologizing in her own way, very mm-hmm. distraught, says, you lost your job because of me and Stitch, didn't mm-hmm. you? And Nani says, uh, no, mm-hmm. no. He he was a vampire who wanted me to join his member of the yes! undead. Like I wrote that, that down because that it's just moment, <sighs> Yes, that moment has been talked about in so you can you can Google that moment mm-hmm. and find just a plethora of conversations about it because Mm -hmm. that is something that Nani does throughout the film. That's just the biggest moment where she does Mm -hmm. it. She could be angry at Lilo. She has every right to be angry at Lilo. But instead, 
Instead, she chooses to not blame her. No, it, there, like there's it's, it's just she is she is such such a good sister figure mm-hmm. like so better than so myself good. i definitely oh my would gosh, have lost 100%, it like 100 same same i i think back to all the times that i got so frustrated instead of understanding and taking that time to be like yes it's lilo's fault but also not really mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean like, it's stitch's fault but it's lilo's pet and lilo loves it so it's she she right. doesn't blame she doesn't she protects lilo and all her quirks so much yes. like when she goes to get the dog oh yeah um, i love that moment yeah it's like she goes to get the dog and stitch isn't she, a good name yeah she keeps whatever. the lady from saying <laughs> stitch is a bad name yeah. but she also when lilo's like let's get a lobster instead of saying that's stupid she says do we have a lobster door no right. we have a dog door like it's, it's a right. type of reasoning that is mm-hmm. not ever poking fun or belittling no. Lilo's no, 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 quirky no. aspects or like her thoughts. It makes you feel so much for her mm-hmm. when, from the point of view of Cobra Bubbles, you mm-hmm. see, oh, this could be abuse. Yeah. You see her having to b- literally break into her house. It, Leave the stove it on. Looks like, like- <laughs> right. All of these, all of these things, like the house is a mess. She can't cook. She has to, which is also very funny and very relatable that she can't yes. cook. Yes, um, that everything that. is takeout. Everything he sees could be the signs of a toxic household. But from our point of view and what we see, Nani is truly a phenomenal sister yeah. and is just doing her darndest. But there's only so much you can do when you're 19. Well, that's you know? what she's... I was thinking about this this morning and the fact that <laughs> she is 19. Alone. She's alone. Has no family. Mm-hmm. There's clearly no aunt or uncle coming no, to help. No, there's, there's none. There's She has... They have no other family. It's just... Just her and Lilo. And she's not, she wasn't able to go off to college if that even was a thing. Like, this is 2002. And yes, because when you look in her room, something I also brought <gasps> up, the moment when you walk in her room, she has trophies everywhere. Does she? Everywhere. She has trophies and medals. She was an accomplished dancer. She was a very accomplished surfer. Yeah, you see that she a little bit. She has surfing trophies in her room. But she also, in my research into the character, was really excellent at chemistry and things like that. So it's like this girl had everything mm-hmm. <laughs> laid out for her. She she could be anything. And then her parents passed, passed away. And mm-hmm. she is now focusing all of that energy mm-hmm. into Lilo. Yeah. Which I think is incredibly commendable. Oh, that makes her so much more relatable just trying to get a job. Like that right. she's someone who's incredibly intelligent and just is, it's like the early 20s or like the summers between college gigs where you're just like, yes. I just need something. Yeah. And watching the montage of her saying, I love coffee, like just right. trying so much to just Desperate. get a job. Yeah. It's just, yeah, as an adult, you feel, you feel that struggle. And she never, I mean... Clearly, Lilo and Stitch ruin that entire oh. montage. Oh, yeah. And she Absolutely. still never yells at them. She never blames them. She sits, her and Lilo both sit mm. next to each other and throw the right. papers and are exhausted. And she doesn't lash out. Nani mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. so many, so many valid reasons to yes. lash out at those around her. And occasionally she does in a sisterly way with Lilo. Yeah. But only when they're doing it to each other. When Nani is at a breaking point is mm-hmm. when she's like, go to your room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, she not once does she lash out at David. Yeah. And she could have. Yep. At the end of this incredibly hard day, they're sitting next to this. They broke the beach. They, they broke the beach. the beach. And David comes along. He's like, oh, hey, you know, hey, hey, Lilo, what's what's up? And then sees Nani. And like doesn't know what to say, mm-hmm. and Lilo's like, "We've had a really bad day. We've had a bad day." And <laughs> and Nani could Nani could be like, "Screw off, David." Yeah, <laughs> like, today could. sucks. And she she didn't mm-hmm. she, she she wasn't like, "I can't deal with your shit right now, David." Yep. <laughs> and something that I wanted to mention with Nani and him is that Nani is never drawn and never even insinuated as sexualized. Yeah. Ever. And she's wearing crop tops and stuff like that, yeah. which is fine. That's it's after living in Florida. Hawaii. After living in Florida for a couple of years, I own more crop tops than I have right. ever owned in my life. It's like, Hawaii it's, and she's 19. It's hot. Like yeah. valid. Yeah. But something that 
I thought was very interesting is David is sexualized mm-hmm. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, when you first meet him, he is the hot fire spinner. And then um, immediately sets the stage on. Like, he, right. you go from, like, He's, really attractive guy gosh. to, like, quirky as hell. What a himbo. <laughs> like, what a himbo. We stan a good himbo. But something else that's mentioned immediately after, which for kids is a butt joke and for adults is like a, <laughs> oh, is yeah. Lilo says, oh, she likes your your fancy hair and your nice butt. Yeah. I've read her diary. So that's the mm-hmm. second time he sexualized in one mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. And what's great about it is they don't dive into that because that's also mm-hmm. kind of a kid butt joke. <laughs> but it's not like being a woman, like a grown yes. woman. And the next line is not, oh, she likes my bootay. Mm-hmm. The next line is he touches his hair. My hair is fancy? Oh, she thinks it's fancy? <laughs> you know, it's like, so good. like it's such a such a wonderful relationship yeah. that Nani so deserves yeah. to have this sweet kind, truly caring, because in David's eyes, Lilo is just important to him mm-hmm. as Nani is, because anything that's important to Nani is important to him. Yep. Well, and he said, I wrote it down because it it hit me because there's been a lot of talk about some of the lines in like Frozen 2, where you have Kristoff saying, my love's not fragile. What and what do you need? He says that when Cobra Bubbles comes and I want to I don't want to like misquote it. David is also the most nonplussed human yes. when the aliens arrive. Oh, I want to talk he about does not Nani question. and the aliens. He doesn't question it a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're getting yeah, there. We're getting there. So much, we have so much yeah. about Nani. But uh, <laughs> David says, is there something I can do? Mm-hmm. Is exactly what he says when he sees that Cobra has like, so he knows. What and she calls him. David is the one she's talking to on the phone when she catches stitch mm-hmm. at the refrigerator. Yep. So you know that it's it's something that is just kind of understood, even though they aren't officially dating, that he no, is they're... part of the family, that maybe they oh, grew yes. up as best friends. Like they're right. It's just like a he is part of the family already. And she clearly likes him. I mean, and yeah. you can see from that scene that he is part of the family, the scene where they're surfing, where mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? I'm no doctor. But a cure, yep. you know, a cure mm-hmm. for a bad day is a good surf. Yeah. It really showcases the family dynamic mm-hmm. because you have the three of them and they're and they're passing Lilo back and forth yeah. and they're all surfing and enjoying. And Lilo's so comfortable with David. Mm-hmm. And you see it through Stitch's eyes by the end of it. This is really the scene where Stitch goes from <laughs> kind of a complete chaos gremlin. Yeah. He's still he's still a chaos gremlin. Yeah. But he goes from the, his intentions of destroy to kind of want that. And and, yeah. and the best part is that Nani and Lilo don't know they already have their family. This is it. This is yeah. their family with David, with Stitch, yeah. how much they enjoy each other. And they don't see it yet, but Stitch does. Yeah. Stitch sees it. And that's why he mm-hmm. asks to surf again. He, yeah, he even, wants to have yeah. that. Mm-hmm. He wants to have that moment with them. And something about Nani and David as well in that scene is Nani kicks Stitch in the face to get Lilo She from her. saves Lilo. And... She does save Lilo and it's completely valid because from her, what's interesting about this movie is there is no true villain. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Every Everybody's actions are completely understandable and right yeah. when looked at from their side. Yeah. There's there antagonists, is, but there's not villains in this. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. And so like that moment of Stitch, she doesn't understand what's happening. She just sees her sister, which is very brave of her. She sees her sister being dragged under the tide kicks him to get her, saves her, calls out about it. Mm -hmm. But David doesn't see that. David just hears Nani talking about it. Mm -hmm. And he still risks his life. To save Lilo's dog. To save Lilo's dog. Yep. (laughs) Well, and and this this kind of brings me to one of my biggest points that I wrote down is that the storytelling and the writing of this film is so tight because there is like four subplots going on but i never felt cheated of any of them the comedy is super tight Mm -hmm. they had the ability to do a little bit more of the old school bits because of aliens um and their comedic like drawing stitch is such a chaos gremlin so you can get all of that classic humor you can get that out and something that i discovered about this is that it was a economically low budget film in the, so this is the Florida studio when there used to be a Disney Florida studio. The mm-hmm. first film they did was Mulan. And there is a Mulan's Walk yep. Chinese restaurant, which I loved. Uh, and her posters in Nani's room. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that. But it's the same group of people. This was their second feature film. It was the Florida studio. So they're away from the executives. 
And then the co-directors and writers promised a quick turnaround and a low budget so they could do this film. So this film was $80 million, low budget, smaller team, quicker turnaround, and they made $273.1 million worldwide. So it was they and it devolved <laughs> into multiple movies, mm-hmm. um, into an entire TV show. I mean, like we talked about earlier, this mm-hmm. this was a staple of the early 2000s. This like it was. took over. Some people might consider it underrated because it's not at the forefront. Like it's not a no. classic feeling because it's not a princess, but it right. made its money. Like it, it mm-hmm. was very beloved. It. I really think that what happens when you give a good story with an important message and you have L.A. executives who aren't in Florida all the time, they kind of left them alone because it was a low budget rather than they're spending all the money on it. So it, mm-hmm. they could be a little more hands off of it. And then you have a team that really that's passionate about it. And it, listen to actors and listened. Mm-hmm. They, they truly listened to the community and to mm-hmm. Hawaii as a, as a whole, which is really truly helped make this. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that it's two guys who wrote it because I think the sister relationship is really well depicted. Mm-hmm. And it you can just tell that like everything is tight. It's all intentional. And like even the mm-hmm. frog gag, like you had the frog gag yes! in the beginning and then he comes back. <laughs> like you yes. have like everything is put in with intention and you have yeah. the three the ducklings. The ducklings are put in and so woven much. every minute is intentional and it just feels like someone really took the time to think about what's important and to Mm -hmm. make it about the central theme because you do have you have so many subplots you had Jemba and Plinkley trying to like get out of all their Jemba's trying to not go to jail Plinkley's this earth expert you have Gantu who is a captain of the guard who tries to just do his job. Mm-hmm. You have an entire alien world introduced. You have the social worker. You have Stitch trying to find his own family. And who didn't feel something when he just is in the middle of the forest saying, I'm lost? Like yes. it's, You have so many subplots that are just so tightly woven around a central idea. And it's just beautiful. And it, I just really appreciated that as a storyteller, just seeing how you can get all of these characters to not feel two dimensional. Right. And to have a full subplot and a full story. And the David sub, like it's a subplot. Her like yeah. romance oh, yeah. with David her, her is like David. Yeah. fifth down the line of like what's happening. But it's still fully, it's, yeah. it's, it's fully developed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really enjoy it. And I did want to mention the aliens. Yes. Nani with the aliens before we get on to some other uh, of the <laughs> some more of the franchise yes uh this whole time nani how she may not believe the same things that lilo does mm-hmm. she still plays into it mm-hmm. you know like when she talks about oh you're an alien blah 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 she's like uh-huh mm-hmm. she goes with it even though she may not believe it which also isn't a testament to her relationship with lilo but when the aliens do show up, she is understandably terrified. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but that is quickly overruled by her desire to save Lilo and to have her. She, uh-huh. her, the past potentially year of her life has been dedicated to Lilo and Lilo's now just been captured. And she's yep. with these terrifying aliens and she's scared for a minute, as she should be. It would be weird if she wasn't. Yeah. I mean, David's a himbo, so we'll give him that. Yep. But <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, but she immediately she yells at them she demands answers from these alien like just put yourself like this is real time real and they're terrifying they're huge compared to her yeah and she's just like where is like it's so i didn't remember that she was even involved in the rescue yeah and she hits stitch she she, she's like i know you can talk she instantly believes everything lilo has ever said yeah and i know you can talk you tell me right now where she is Mm -hmm. it is so it's like she's taking out all of the pent-up anger Mm -hmm. that she's had for the past year now on this indestructible (laughs) little thing gremlin (laughs) And pushes, she also pushes Jumba off of Stitch when he says Ohana. Like this big alien guy is like, no, pushes him away and says, what Mm -hmm. did you say? And he says Ohana. She, unfazable at that point because it was more important to figure that. It's like, I'm going to deal with this alien thing later Uh and we just need to get Lilo. And that she has a breakdown when she realizes Lilo is away. And a completely justifiable breakdown, a completely yes. real, ugly breakdown in the middle of mm-hmm. this. And that is what changes Stitch's 
mind. Yep. He was very upset that Lila was gone, mm-hmm. but he did not offer up or even attempt to fully save her mm-hmm. until he saw Nani breakdown. That's what he realized that the final cherry on top of Ohana and mm-hmm. someone caring that much about somebody else is what he wanted as well. Yeah. And Lilo had it. Yeah. It's oh, it's just such a beautiful concept that isn't really in the main mainland culture. Mm-mm. Like no. there is like, you know, there's like the found. I love the found family and idea. that's exactly what this is. Yeah. It's completely that. And it's on such a level of community that we don't really get to see in more of the U.S. mainland culture. Yeah. It's very Mimi. But that you find and you and you see. I think people love Stitch because you really see him learn what's important Mm -hmm. and you see him find that family and it's messy. I mean, she ends up with a house full of three aliens. Well, and you like know that Lilo from like she nails the door shut at the beginning. Like this is not the Mm -hmm. first time this has happened because Nani immediately knows what to do next about it and how to break into the house. So you know that she has dealt with this in the community probably. In the other movies, you kind of see the community knows Lilo and knows mm-hmm. kind of what's happening. And Well, it's just going back to the original thing. It's a small mm-hmm. island. They all mm-hmm. know each other. They're all they're all friends. I mean, mm-hmm. there's an episode where you meet Myrtle's mom and Myrtle's mom is yes. very sweet. <sighs> She's, She's so very nice. Sweet. Myrtle is terrible. Myrtle's but, awful. But, you know, every, everybody knows that. Yeah. Like well, here, now that we're getting on to new things, I'm let's sorry. jump to, yes. let's just, mm-hmm. oh no, it's good. Let's jump to Lilo and Stitch 2 yes. with Nani. Something that I thought was really cool about Lilo and Stitch 2, it was very much the unpacking of mom. Yeah. It really dealt with that. And before we officially move on. Oh, yes. The most beautiful scene that I, I know it's going to be okay because I've seen it since I was, you know, it first came out. I just ball like a baby at a Aloha Oi. I ball. <laughs> you, you something it. that may make that even more oh, no. impactful mm-hmm. is they, this is also something I couldn't find confirmed, but there's mm-hmm. talks of that Nani and Lilo are names taken from the last queen of Hawaii. And she's the one who wrote Aloha Oi. Just yeah. a beautiful, it's, you see, and she can't tell her, she can't tell her that she's going away because it hurts too no, much. And that you yeah. see her, the way they cuddle is just beautiful like Lilo mm-hmm. right in her little crisscross and yeah. just like the with the flowers and it's not overly auto-tuned like we see in some uh some more no. recent it's Disney yeah, things it's, very, very it's pure it's pretty acapella it's just a heartbreaking moment because you actually have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. of what a family breaking apart is in that moment yeah. of the movie and I right. don't know that Disney movies really deal with that kind of real time. No, there might there no, might no, be no. an alien in it, but I can't off the top of my head. I can't think of something that exists in like today in real consequences and real life in that same way. No magic. There's the sci-fi element, mm-hmm. which is also unique to a Disney movie. Right, right. But well, and the, and the yeah. consequences of the technology too of then mm-hmm. t- because you have these, you know, things that kids today might not mm-hmm. understand is. Lilo's attachment to the physical photo that mm-hmm. is underneath her pillow of mm-hmm. her parents. Because in 2000, digital stuff. She has a film know, camera. iPods <laughs> weren't invented until the like early 2000s. Digital mm-hmm. cameras were not popular or like super, readily available to like you couldn't, everyone. You couldn't save, you couldn't save your stuff. It was like to a, a CD was the first option. And even that was in 2000s. So she didn't have other versions, other copies mm-hmm. of that photo. That was the only one she had. So going off of what you said, there's, yeah. there's all of these things that have very real consequences that can't be just mm-hmm. fixed. Magic can't, you know, the aliens can't fix that photo being broken. Yeah. Their, or their family being ripped apart. Yeah. Like that didn't fix it. They decided to keep them together because they saw truly how the family dynamic worked. Yeah. That was what changed it. There, It was no intergalactic magic. <laughs> there wasn't like a godmother who came in and went, now you're together. Right. She right, really right. got like, taken away. Like she really yes. got put in the car and then Stitch ran got away. put in the <laughs> In the spaceship. Yeah. Until both of those moments were both Bubbles and the galactic leader realizing Mm -hmm. that they had truly changed. Mm -hmm. Stitch had changed and that Lilo and Nani were not what they Mm -hmm. had appeared. And that's why I, so they focused on Ohana, the concept of Ohana in the first movie. And then back to the second movie, you do get the introduction to the mom. Mm -hmm. And poor, like Nani's still trying to find work. (laughs) He's just, just constantly... 
trying to hope to keep her job. That's just right. a constant thing she has to deal with in all of these movies. A beautiful thing that I thought, because as the movies, as more movies are released, they definitely mm -hmm. devolve into more kitschy money making yeah. things. It's still very cute, still very fun. Yeah. Straight um, to DV, like straight to VHS but or it, whatever it, it does. It turns into more of a let's make cute stories to make money to keep it yeah. going kind yeah. of thing, as opposed to the first one is definitely the most mm -hmm. well-developed one, as most movies are. Yeah. So in the second movie, you the movies are very hard to patch together the David and Nani relationship mm -hmm. because it's not consistent. It's yeah. very inconsistent. However, that doesn't discredit how much they deserve each other and yes. how, much, how good they are for each other. Mm -hmm. And in the second one, Something that was cool about her and David's relationship that really attests to her as a person is she's not the insecure one here. It's so oh he when, is. when he when Plankley tries to help him, it's just And terribly, terribly. Granted, so, like, Plankley doesn't do anything really well. He's and like, just why would you trust silly. the alien for dating advice? <laughs> like I just Because he's himbo, it's fine, it's fine. We know that he's not the <laughs> smartest, but that's fine, that's fine, because he's so sweet and so kind and so caring. <laughs> and Nani's just like, I don't have time for this. Show that's the door in his face right. like we're, we'll talk about this later but right now i don't right. have time to deal with this but at no point is she like hour oh, done the first couple times he does it before she gets kind of annoyed with it yeah she's like uh-huh mm -hmm. right david okay. you know whereas he's like really concerned he's like oh no she doesn't like me anymore does she like me like can you validate me please do you like me do you like mm -hmm. me which is very cool and yeah. i really appreciate that because it does not make him less of a man because yep. he's still arguably drawn mm -hmm. very attractive and very mm -hmm. manly and mm -hmm. very you know he's a fire spinner and it's okay for him to be insecure about the relationship and yep. she's not and that's yep. a fun spin i really appreciate that i mm -hmm. think that is really cool it attests to her character that she after the first movie and going into the second she knows who her family is well in the and epilogue there the epilogue of the first movie is beautiful because david is Ugh. in everything yes he's in everything mm -hmm. and all the pictures at the end are wonderful because he's they go to Ugh. graceland together to visit elvis's yes. place and cobra is like at her birthday party and like babysitting yes. her the mm -hmm. epilogue just shows he's part of the family it's this and unspoken they have yeah. dates yeah which of course none of them have food that she's made it's all it's take like out. take out around <laughs> the fire and i'm like that's i feel that but they have moments too and there's no need for them to have a kiss at the end yeah to know that they're together god i just want her to have a dating you life just know. like she just never she were and i she love never gets it but but <sighs> you know they're together you know, you know that yeah. they end up together and they both balance each other out really well yeah i just th that was something that i did appreciate of of lilo and sish too that they're that was a fun twist on their relationship that was really cool and very valid for Nani's character. And then mm -hmm. something else that I wrote, because like this kind of made me tear up, mm -hmm. was one of the moments in the story, because like we mentioned earlier, this is very circled around mom. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they are both doing is they are both, Nani not realizing it, mm -hmm. Lilo very much intentionally comparing themselves to mom. Nani doesn't realize it. She has those moments where she's like, oh, I, I've just, I just want to have a family dinner like mom does because yep. that'll make everything better. But she's not realizing that she's comparing herself mm -hmm. until the moment when they're laying in bed and Lilo was very upset. She's like, if I don't win this competition, I won't be like mom and she will be disappointed in me. Yeah. And uh, Nani's like, no, 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 no. Uh, mom will be proud of you for being you. Like that's what that, I yep. be most proud of you. And the mm -hmm. moment that made me tear up was when Lilo looked back at her and said, you too. And she and just said, thanks, they, Lilo. And like, I well, just, and they took the second. They took the couple of seconds to draw Nani realizing it. Uh-huh. Which was so important. Yeah. They took her and you saw drawn her realizing that she also was unintentionally comparing herself mm -hmm. to mom. And I thought yeah. that was so powerful. Yeah. I was not prepared to cry for the straight to VHS, straight to DVD Lilo and Stitch 2, I just was like not ready for it because it is that secondary. It's like a Disney Toon studio, so it's not the main one. And it it still had all the heart. It's also the third movie. It's the third movie in the franchise. Yes. Yeah. yeah Even though it's called Lilo and Stitch 2. The second one was Stitch the Movie, which was very much built to be mm -hmm. 
an intro to the TV series. Yes. And then that Lilo and Stitch 2 goes like right behind Lilo and Stitch chronologically. It's kind of like dealing with the fallout of the first movie Mm -hmm. when they're still kind of figuring Mm -hmm. themselves out. Nani has no help at home. She's not just dealing with Stitch. She's not just dealing with Lilo. She has these two aliens living in her house who do not help her, who tear up her entire place. No, they they try. They try. They mean well, but they But she's like mothering two adults and two adult aliens a, a small like, alien. She needs a vacation by herself. Her and David need to go on a vacation just, by themselves. That's what Nani deserves. Just she give does. her a day off. She deserves a day off. And that's why I find it so fun when she does like force fun for the alien yes. party. And she like makes popcorn and alien head things that they all wear, which is it's, really funny. It's bug because they're watching a bug movie. Yes. So it's all bug themed. (laughs) Like she's trying. Makes the eyeballs. Right. And that attests to what their mom is like. Yeah. That they all had that kind of like darker humor. Right. But the mom has the quirkiness that Lilo had. Yep. She tries so. And she's falling asleep when David's trying to like say, oh, you did a really good job. She's tired. The poor thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She just tries so hard. And just to touch on the the next few movies, I'm not going to go into great detail about them because I, they're great. They're really great and I recommend them. They're fun, but mm-hmm. they are definitely more kitschy yeah. moneymakers with a little bit. So there's there's not a whole lot to dive into because mm-hmm. they still have the running gag that Nani can't find a job. Yeah, they, she they like gets run- less and less developed. Right they, have, right. they have lots of running stuff, which is fine because the focus is not Nani. The focus is Lilo and Stitch and specifically Stitch because yeah. uh, he was the one who really took off in this. But yeah, in that it does make the the relationship timeline does get kind of weird. So but that's all I'm going to say on that because it is kind of strange. And that kind of stuff I'll talk in after hours. Uh, But the TV (laughs) show, there was an episode that I did want to bring up in the TV show. It is episode season one, episode I think 35. Mm -hmm. And it's when they're turned into babies. Um, This (sighs) side note, this little this little stitch reincarnation Mm -hmm. uh, is so stinking cute. And the premise is it can turn people into babies to cause mass chaos. So Something that relates to Nani in that is that Lilo now is the big sister suddenly of all of the people that Nani takes care of. Mm -hmm. Now it's Lilo's turn to take care of all of them. Mm -hmm. And there's a a line she says, and I know it's it's a little forced, (laughs) but she says she's running after Nani and she's like, how many times have you told me that you can't, you know, you can't play in the dryer? <laughs> the dryer. And, yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Or, or I don't know. Is that an after hours thing? Maybe that might be an after hours thing. Yeah. Ooh, I know that's something that everybody knows about, but she yeah. says that in the TV series. She says, you know, you know how many times have you said that you've told me like, you can't do that too. Mm-hmm. And it's her getting a taste of her own medicine, kind of mm-hmm. a, a taste of what Nani truly has to go through. And she says it a couple times throughout the, the TV show of like, I don't know how you do this, Nani. Yeah. I can't be a mom. I'm just a kid. It's like, oh, she, she like nails, yeah. nails the coffin. Like, yes, this is what. And, and which is really, I think is, even though it was kind of kitschy, it was very important mm-hmm. for um everyone to see. Because when they finally get big again, everything is, everyone's back to their own age and everything. She does have this deeper understanding of what Nani's going through because she, Nani still is a kid. She's only yes. 19. Like, she's still a kid. God. You yeah. know? It's so, yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And there is, I, I, there's a series. I started watching some of it just because I remember, remember it growing up because there was just so oh, many. Oh, the series was fun. It was so fun. And there's one that when I was rewatching in the early part of season one, it's the biggest fears. Like, it's someone who oh, exposes mm-hmm. the fears. It's the phantom. And Nani's biggest fear is losing Lilo. It manifests as Cobra Bubbles coming to take Lilo away. Her biggest fear is a broken family and her biggest fear is losing Lilo. So knowing that, and I watched that before I rewatched the movie and I'm like, that that's it. This is her worst nightmare yeah. right now is coming to fruition. And that's why she's yelling at Cobra and saying, I, and she says, I am the only one who understands her because she knows that Lilo yes. is different. She knows that like Lilo deals with things like she thinks a fish controls the weather. So she gives him Peter a sandwich, which I know there's a whole theory behind that. The pudge theory. Yeah and it's mm-hmm. you you see her live out her worst nightmare and she still doesn't like lash out at lilo or david or no is or walks so away from the aliens, aliens she yells like, at the aliens and they deserve to, it 
But even then, she yells at them to yeah. demands, like yeah. you said. Goes on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Like, just goes on the spaceship. And they, I love the amount of outfits that they have in this, too, which is so realistic. Yeah. I know this is a side note. Nani has so many different outfits. Like, they actually have closets. Lilo has the same outfit. Oh, yeah. But Nani constantly is changing. And, like, seeing her mm-hmm. cry over her cereal before Lilo gets taken is heartbreaking. And then seeing her put on... A positive face like she yeah. constantly is putting on yeah. a positive face but for that one little moment you see drawn in her eyes like that rim of water that she then wipes away when lilo walks in like ugh. i love nani she just deserves the best i think she's definitely someone to look up to mm-hmm. and someone you want to win you just yeah. want her <laughs> to, yeah. to get what she deserves is she's mm-hmm. she's relatable she's a really excellent role model mm-hmm. yeah she really i do think Ugh. she fits the heroine aspect of characters that yeah. we're we're going for in this season and you see her decisions do move the plot forward at different times like choosing to get stitch mm-hmm. she does save lilo from stitch yeah. in the water like david doesn't save her and David doesn't save Lilo. No, Nani saves Lilo. Right. But and it also helps yeah. show how much Nani's doing. For, and like for Stitch Lilo. does the big heroics, you know, with oh, the, you know, because he's the alien. But that's because he's, he's you know. an indestructible yeah. chaos grandma. But, but Nani doesn't stay, <laughs> like Nani doesn't stay on the island and the aliens no. go oh, save. Gosh, like no. that's a, that's a pretty bold decision yeah. to make compared to like they could have just left her and they're like we'll be back but instead she's right. on the spaceship with these two aliens as stitch goes to try to sit like it's i forgot and that she, she doesn't was know what to there. do right and she's fine with that she's fine yeah. that she doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. she just needs to do something yeah because she she's constantly she's not thinking of the ideas of what to do because she doesn't know and and that's mm-hmm. that's fine she's in there getting ideas from others being like what, what do we need to do well then do it get it done yeah, i'll deal there. with whatever is happening right now later just just do it <laughs> yeah. like, and i think that's great because it's that grasping at straws moment that is so relatable i think in real life mm-hmm. because in real life you don't always know what to do next just that you have to do, do something. something yeah <laughs> you know? As an adult, I far more relate to her struggles of just trying to keep life happening yeah. when you're not necessarily great at it yet. Like I can't, I can't imagine. And she's not even just keeping life together, like yeah. not keeping Lilo. She is the amount of money she spends on everything because she's keeping the house. Mm-hmm. They also make a very big point in the first movie, which in the later movies they don't, which is a little frustrating, mm-hmm. that they never derive. Yeah. They really, really try not to drive. Mm-hmm. It is very clear that Nani goes in and out of town on her bike. Or runs. Yes, she runs. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a small town, but still. But she also pays for Lilo's eccentricities and the things that she enjoys. She goes I, to Hula. Hula. Like in all that, which is very important for the family. The, mm-hmm. the whole family as a tradition. Mm-hmm. Nani has done it and won awards for her mm-hmm. Hula. And she wants to keep that family unit mm-hmm. and tradition alive she's she's paying for a lot of things it's not just she's paying for a lot of things in an expensive know, state really with a minimum wage job mm-hmm. like that's when the house blows up in the first movie i'm just like and it, even cobra bubbles the way he says it is like he's also devastated for them yeah and he does say about your house so you know like they help mm-hmm. like that they actually help him rebuild and all you see david you see the aliens you see mm-hmm. nani with a hammer like you see right see them rebuilding it together which is also really yeah. beautiful and they use parts of the spaceship and they yep. use par- it's, i don't know it's it's really i'm really happy i'm that so you glad her. we went there yeah i love her <laughs> yeah because it is it's a franchise based around stitch because he is this lovable yes. he's oh, like yes. the evil little monster inside all of us oh yeah as a everyone mo- wishes they could be as chaotic as yes stitches he he <laughs> fulfills that inner chaos that we all mm-hmm. have and is still this fluffy little like demon alien stitch is the thing that made the money yeah stitch made the money and he is the merchandise and that's what nani is Mm -hmm. just such a really great character built in that could easily have just been an annoying sister this didn't have to have all these subplots like you said so so intricately and beautifully woven in and it doesn't feel too much yeah nothing feels forced in the first movie i could follow it (laughs) yeah i could follow all of the subplots the more you watch it, the more you kind of dive into the characters. You could tell that there was care taken into not yeah. just the backgrounds, but 
the animation itself, each character's development. The fact that we'll talk about more. I have a lot of thoughts about this for the After Hours episode, which I hope you all check out, is Plinkley's drag. Plinkley, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. And that Jumba, the bigger alien, tries it on in the movie. There's no like, it's just like, (laughs) yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, I think, really positive things that I probably missed when I was first watching it yeah. and looking back, and this is an O2, I believe it was released in O2. It, yeah, it was O2. O2, um, mm-hmm. Stitch the Movie was O3. Lilo and Stitch 2 is O5. Mm-hmm. The TV show went to 2006. There were, it's, yeah, all, all, the 2000s. It's all the 2000s. And so it's still like, that's, you know, 18 years ago it was released. Mm-hmm. And they still have a lot of really positive characters in it. They have positive men in it. Like the... The main men are the aliens and David. Mm-hmm. So you have the very positive male role models in this too, even well, though they're evil the, geniuses the, and they're quirky and right. weird. Like but it's the hula teacher too. Yeah. He's, he is so patient. So patient and kind. This movie, I highly recommend for everyone to watch. I do. At all ages of life. <laughs> all ages, you get different things at different ages, because I definitely got different things from it as an adult. And yeah. I think it's really great for any kid who feels a little different, because there's yeah. so mm-hmm. much to be explored in Stitch's discovery that he doesn't have to be evil, that he gets to choose how he reacts. You have Lilo. I think it's and- a stronger mm-hmm. sibling relationship than don't at me. Mm. But it's a stronger sibling relationship than Frozen. Yes, I 100% agree. I do like them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. We we, we, we will discuss Frozen later. We will get there. But it is is mm -hmm. very accurate. It's probably the um, most real feeling Disney movie that I've seen so far. And I think they really did a good job at making it as honest as possible and as messy. As absolutely messy. In a great way. Because yeah. life is messy. It life is. is messy. It is, and which was what makes them so relatable. Yeah. So I'm so I'm so glad we talked about Nani. She's easily becoming one of my favorite female heroines of Disney. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm right there with you. Thank you all for listening today. Yes. And we uh, will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we travel back to the 18th century, let down our hair, and explore the many adventures and origins of Rapunzel. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast and share with friends. If you really enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind-the-scenes content, a peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full after-hours episode where we discuss the movies we cover in each episode unfiltered and unrestrained, along with behind-the-scenes extras and notes. You can reach us on social media. Links to all our platforms can be found in our About section. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day! This podcast is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions.